When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Meetings are here, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we're not in Nashville. We're in our homes, but we are covering the winter meetings for you, of course, throughout the course of this week. They are underway. AJ Preller is in Nashville, along with a number of Padres executives. It'll take place over the next couple of days, and we're talking about it all. Juan Soto, rumors, Yankees, Blue Jays, Mariners, mystery team, uh, Corbin Burns, the latest there, Kevin Acey reporting the Padres may have interest. In the ace starter for the Milwaukee Brewers, there is Jung-Hoo Lee to discuss. There is Shohei Otani to potentially discuss as well. It is the wrap-up show. Make your way in as you make your way in. Live or on replay, please subscribe. We always tell you that. Year-round content for baseball fans and uh, Padres fans. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. We'll get to all of your questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Your support. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to all of your super chats here tonight. We do appreciate your support of the channel, so click that dollar sign below the chat box. If you want to contribute with a super chat, we'll get to all those tonight. If you want to become a member, you can click join as well. You'll get emojis and badges. Winter meetings 2023. A year ago, San Diego, Padres free spending, throwing money at Judge and Turner and eventually Xander Bogarts has a bit of a different feel one year later, doesn't it, Jim? It does. And I just saw saw this pop up on my timeline. This is absolutely incredible. Mm. And it's real. Off of uh, Claremont oh, yeah, Mesa Boulevard, somebody put up a sign saying, Future Shohei Otani Boulevard. <laughs> like, guys, stop. I mean... You don't think? It's not, I mean, come on. Maybe that's first off, like I guess props to you for for spending this money on something that will never happen. Man, that's kind of a hard to see, but it's that blue sign underneath. You can click on it, I think. I did. That's clicked uh, on. There, that's yeah. clicked on. Like, what are we doing? Future <laughs> Shohei Tani Boulevard. I did. <laughs> like, 
like right now, honest odds that happens, I say less than 1%, which means it's 0%. Yeah, I don't think it's that high. I think Dennis Lynn reported that the Padres do not expect to be in the running for Shohei Otani. Yeah. And like you said to start the show, how everything from this time last year to now has completely flipped on its head. Like everything. They're not the big boys at the table. They're not the big spenders at the table anymore. They're not the going after superstar after superstar after superstar anymore. Um, times have changed, man. And it's it's happened quick. But that still doesn't mean they can't like be successful. Let me just put that out there. The, the, just because this team is not in on Shohei Otani anymore, you know, not in on any big time free agents in the free agent market, right? Uh, Blake Snell, Hader, Otani, um, probably going to trade Juan Soto, right? Just because all those things are pretty much true doesn't mean they still can't win. It's going to be hard <laughs> and harder, but it still doesn't mean they can't find ways to win. It just depends on the players that are acquired and the players that they currently have. Can they actually perform up to their standards and levels? Is that you in there? You're, you're, that's actually yours, an AI version of you, because that doesn't sound like you. Why are you being Jim opti- optimistic, Jim? I'm, I'm, hey, despite the fact that uh, everything's changed in a year and they're not going to do anything in free agency, they can still win. Um, I agree they can still win in the expanded postseason. It's just going to be more challenging than it was previously. This was earlier today. Okay, this is Bob Nightingale getting the day started. I don't believe this, um, but I'm going to read it anyway. Right. Uh, he said the Yankees and Padres trade talks are at a complete stalemate with the Yankees saying the Padres' request of seven players is unrealistic. He then listed the seven players. Give me the names. Michael King, Clark Schmidt, Drew Thorpe, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, two prospects, along with those five. Are they and, all prospects? And taking center field of Trent Christian. I don't see Michael King as a prospect at well, all, to be honest with you. He's already arbitration eligible and he'll turn 29 in May. And all Everyone of a sudden, else. he's like the greatest pitcher in baseball history, according right. to the New York Yankees. But uh, I don't believe this. I don't think A.J. Preller's asking for seven players and take Trent Grisham for Juan Soto. I just don't buy that. Uh, but that's what Bob Nightingale's reporting. But then again, Bob Nightingale is a terrible reporter. But that was from Bob Nightingale earlier today, that the Padres are asking for seven players for Soto and Grisham. And that's why they're a stalemate. And that's where the Seattle Mariners get involved where there have been multiple reporters today saying they're involved in both the Otani conversations via free agency and the Soto conversations via trade. Do not expect them to land both, but do expect them to be heavily invested in either landing one or the other. And then what Seattle has done tonight, it's very interesting. Uh, Yeah, did I say say Seattle or Toronto? That was Toronto. And then Seattle was the Jared... Kelnick trade to Atlanta freeing up money. Yeah, you said said Seattle. Seattle. I meant Toronto. So Toronto is supposed to be involved in either the Soto or Otani conversations. And then there's Seattle freeing up all this money. And then people connecting the dots and saying maybe that's to land a Juan Soto type. Like, you see that trade tonight and everything that's transpired with the Mariners this offseason with their general manager getting kind of hammered for not spending money, right? And then his whole spiel about we just have to win 54% of our games or whatever the percentage was. Something crazy that I would have lost my shit if I was a Mariners fan. Um, You know, it's interesting because you got Blake Snell out there. You obviously obviously have Shohei out there. You have Yamamoto out there. Even though 
Susan Slusser reported today that she's hearing like significant buzz on Yamamoto to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I would keep an eye on the Mariners, man. I, I just would like the Mariners are a team that I think are, are having this pressure from their fan base and as they should good for the fan base to spend money. And so to clear up as much money they have cleared up this off season with some big time names out there, keep an eye on the Mariners. Um, but yeah, as far as the trades go for Soto, I mean, if doesn't it feel like right now it's a bidding war between the Blue Jays and Yankees at this moment in time? Like an, another team could show up, obviously, and we could, you know, random team out of nowhere be like, whoa! But doesn't it feel like there's there's this like Preller bidding war happening with the Blue Jays and the Yankees, and and he's asking for the moon, and as he should. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a bidding war or not. Like I, I don't know what to truly believe. I don't know if the Yankees are actually gonna have interest because at the end of the day the Padres are gonna draw a line. And I don't know if the Blue Jays are gonna have interest or if they prefer Shohei Otani before going after Juan Soto. And if they if they do, then that could create a stalemate as well. And then I would expect other teams to get involved. I mean, there's no way there's a two horse race for Juan Soto who's twenty five and is gonna be MVP caliber next year. And is owed nothing. I've seen some people on social media like, well, how many teams can take on $30 million? A lot of them. It's a it's one year. They're not taking on $500 million. They're taking on $30 million. A lot of teams can take on $30 million payroll for 2024. And I don't know if a lot of teams can, can land them for $500 million plus. But if I'm the Yankees, I mean, this is simple. You land him under the assumption you're signing him. So this idea that you're giving up all this talent for a rental, but you're not. What you're doing is you're giving up talent for the opportunity to sign him long-term because it's the New York Yankees. They're going to lose out in a bidding war for Juan Soto. Of course they're not. And the Yankees realize that at the end of the day, they're going to have to up their offer because they have their fan base that they have to you know, appeal to. And they haven't won a World Series in 15 years. I think the Yankees are the number one suitor for Juan Soto. I'm sure there's going to be others that get involved in the conversation, whether it's Toronto, Seattle, or others. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the trade partner is going to be, if Soto's moved this offseason, I think the New York Yankees are the most likely destination for one. Is Soto. there is there any scenario where, which I, I applaud Preller, like, and we've said it, we've said it like countless times here in the last week on the wrap up show, John and Jim, you hold that line, you don't give in. Do you think there's any chance that? If these teams do not meet Preller's, not demands, but you know, go, go go more on the side of the line towards Preller, is there any chance that Juan Soto returns to the Padres next year? Because Preller will have not gotten what he wanted. I mean, if he doesn't get what he wants, then I mean, the the right decision for the organization is to, you know, if you don't get what you believe he's worth, because I don't feel like like, yes, there. Both can be true, and I think it's more true that trading Juan Soto is kind of the only path to build a, a cohesive enough team to win next year to fill needs that you absolutely need to fill. But it, but there's not any, any instruction that they have to trade Juan Soto. They're just doing yeah, it I because mean, they need to build a better roster. We wouldn't know. I mean, Eric could send a, you know, we've never heard from. So we we wouldn't know what they have to do with Juan Soto, like what the internal decision is on Soto. Um, 
I think it's going to be moved because it just makes the most sense. I think it's harder to move the other pieces. I think it's harder to move Machado or Bogart than it is to move Soto. So that's why I think Juan Soto is going to be moved. And I think they'll probably try to shed additional payroll as well. And then you're seeing some things where, you know, they, they may try to get creative with something like a trade for a pitcher like Corbin Burns. This is what Kevin Acey was reporting yesterday in the Union Tribune. They haven't even said, by the way, he's on the trade block, Milwaukee. So I'll believe it when I see it. But I don't think that even if they trade Soto, I don't think they just take this 40 or 50 million, the Soto and Grisham money, whatever it ends up being, and they just spend it all on free agents. I think that even with the trade of Juan Soto, you could be looking to potentially make other trades as well. You clearly need to bolster your rotation. Um, that's focus number one. If you look at some of these names attached to these potential trades with the Blue Jays or the Yankees. So they want to upgrade their rotation. Um, and I don't see how you move Juan Soto if you're not upgrading your rotation. Now, I would, I would say this. I saw the quotes. I forget where it was. But the quotes from A.J. Preller this weekend, was it to Kevin? Was it to Dennis? I forget. But the quotes said that, yeah, of course we want to benefit our big league roster. But if we get high ceiling, low-level prospects, we'll make the trade. We, we will make the trade that we deem to be the best trade. Just because someone's in AAA as opposed to single A doesn't mean it's a better trade. We'll make the better trade, not the trade for the player that's closest to the major leagues. That, he was quoted as saying that this weekend. I'm paraphrasing, and I forget yeah. to whom. Yeah, see, those, those, that's tough here because training Juan Soto, you want to get major league level talent back. This is the story of the Juan. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um but it doesn't I'm mean they have to be at the major leagues, right? I mean, major league level talent could be a year away from the major leagues. Or two. Yeah, to me, I, I don't like I just doesn't do it for me, dude. Like it does it doesn't do it for me. I don't think it does it for the fan base to try to sell more prospects. It, like when literally no prospects have panned out here. Mm -hmm. Like how like selling the fan base on prospects at this point in time. I don't think fans are going to buy into it. I really don't. You're going to you're going to see some fans do, okay? But I think a majority are going to say you just fucking traded Juan Soto for for prospects? Like and they're not even big league ready yet? I mean, is it different than trading him for Michael King? Because Michael King spent time in the big leagues, but he has like a, he's a free agent in 2 years. Uh, I'll just tell you this right now. Any trade they make, I'm not going to like. I feel <laughs> As like. I'm saying, like nobody knew who Michael King was three days ago. You know, on initial first glance, I'm just not going to like any trade because you're trading Juan Soto for, I mean, guys that that might do well and then right. prospects like that just doesn't do it for me in the initial first glance. And mm -hmm. and that's the thing is, does Preller really have time? Like, is he really afforded this much time here? Right, the the time you're saying to make that trade and then sit around for 18 months and watch these players develop. Yeah, like he trades Juan Soto for a bunch of prospects and Michael King. Okay, whatever, and then he's gone after next year. Then what? The, what the new GM's going to come and be like, what the fuck did you just do that? Like it just, I I would, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but like getting major league talent 
should be the first goal of Preller right now. But when we say major league talent, does that mean players that have already appeared in the major leagues and been successful? Like Michael King, Jason Dominguez, a couple other prospects. You have you have two guys that are major league ready in King and Dominguez. I know Dominguez is hurt, but you know, Dude, those are two major league ready guys that can help. Getting you. King and Dominguez would be like trying to trade for like Shaq and Kobe, according to the Yankees in the prime. Well, so I know it will be happening. And that's, but and I'm not, I'm just throwing those names out there to use as an example. I'm not saying those two names because right. I think they should get them. I'm just using as them as an example of like what I would want back two guys ready to go in the minors. I know well, Fadden says you, you need to, you need to shut the hell up. Fadden. <laughs> eat shit like i just said i'm using dominguez as an example i know the yankees by the way i don't see why he's he's, by the way is he really off limits nobody's off limits until they are i mean i I, maybe in a in a package of players i mean is he really off limits is it even the number one priority of the padres to go get dominguez over pitching probably not i mean it, it seems like from all of the rumors that are out there right now it is pitching 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 nonstop yeah definitely and that makes sense. That's what the organization yeah. needs. So I get it. Maybe Dominguez is the highest ceiling player, but if that's not your number one priority, why not address your needs? This isn't the draft. You don't just go draft the best available player. You have needs. You're a professional baseball team. You're trying to win at the major league level. This isn't not drafting 17-year-olds. And it just so feels like needs. The, the, this nonstop narrative that the Yankees are feeding to these media members about how great these prospects are is insane to me. You're getting Juan Soto. He's better than every single prospect that, that is in this deal. <laughs> like we talked about it when Juan Soto was traded here. You get Juan Soto, you win the trade. Unless <laughs> you're the Padres. <laughs> Unless you're the fucking Padres, right? Because yeah. the Padres, everything that happens to them, it just turns into shit. But I don't want to hear about how great Michael King is. He's the next. Con- I, I don't care. You're yep. getting Juan Soto. Like, end of discussion. This whole Dominguez thing that he's untouchable. Like, give me a break. Like, seriously. <laughs> So, yeah. The, okay, go. let's talk Blue Jays for a second. So this is the Athletic this weekend. From the Blue Jays, the Padres could seek a package including one or more pitchers from a group that includes their top prospect, Ricky, I have no clue how to say his last name, Tiedemann. Uh, we'll, call him, Francis, we'll call him Tiedemann now. Yeah. Is it, and Alec Manoa, who we know. Um, the Jays, like other clubs, would be concerned about paying Soto $30 million for one season, then likely losing him as a free agent, but they're under pressure to win. So that's what... Now listen... The Blue Jays have high ceiling, high end top pitching prospects in their organization. I think you could say the same about the New York Yankees as well. And again, both of those clubs are in the American League. So it makes sense from a Padres perspective. Um, And then the Athletic was talking about the Mariners even before they made that trade of Jared Kelnick today to Atlanta. So Mariners have, have real money. I don't know if they're like a Soto left field bat away from being legitimate or not. Um, but it's at least something to consider because also they're in the American League. So, again, I ain't trading with the Giants. I'm sorry. I don't care what the Giants have in their organization. I don't care what no. National League teams by and large have. I mean, I guess if it was like the Miami Marlins or some random team, you could get away with it. But you can't trade in the NL West. That just makes no sense. It, it, if AJ trades with the Giants, I, I mean, <laughs> if here's your pink slip. You're done. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Giving up. I mean, you just gave them Bob Melvin. If you trade, <laughs> if you trade Juan Soto, the Giants, and then they sign Blake Snell. Like AJ, just just quit now. Like if that's just, if that's if that's what you're doing, just quit. Scout for the Giants. Yeah, it's it, it's idiotic 
to trade in division, especially a player of that caliber. Um, I agree. So at the end of the day, wherever Juan Soto's traded, probably won't get what I want, which is, like I said, two major league ready guys that are controllable that can help you win now. Um, and it's probably going to be a bunch of prospects and it's probably going to be viewed at the time of like, you fumbled the bag. Do you have time to wait for these prospects, whoever they trade Juan Soto for to pan out? I don't know. I, I just, I, my gut tells me no, like he doesn't have time. Cause I would think at some point he will be on the hot seat. If not already now, which I think he is on the hot seat. And if they don't win next year and they end up making a move, which is very, very likely and, po- and possible, um, then what did you just do? What did you do? Well, look at it this way. Who cares how much time A.J. Preller has? Because if I'm the next GM, I'd prefer he makes the trade. Why? I'm not going to have Juan Soto as the next GM. So I'd rather bolster in any way possible than sit around and twiddle my thumbs and watch another 82 and 80 season and then change – regimes and then have nothing to show for Juan Soto. So oh, no, I, don't I know really that care if AJ Preller is the one to see through the development of this core of players in the minor leagues, but I do care that he makes the best possible move um, involving Juan Soto here this winter, you know, if they're going to move him, which I think they're going to do. And I would do, I mean, again, I, I don't like it, but considering their financial issues, and everything around the organization right now, it makes sense that they would consider moving Juan Soto. No, um, I, because it's I, hard to field a team with Juan Soto. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm talking about whoever they would trade back for if you got prospects and if the main player in the deal is a highly routed, highly touted prospects that you're throwing down in double A. Does that help you win now when you need to win no. now? It doesn't. But, but, but the the whole win now thing is like I think you also have to be careful. If you're chasing winning now, are you putting the organization in a worse spot than it already is? If well, you're if making you get, the win now trade for Juan Soto, that's not as good as the win later trade for Juan Soto. What have you done? Well, I'm just saying you can. So there's not any prospects out there that are that are ready for the big leagues. Have actually maybe shown time in the big leagues. Of course there are, but I'm asking this: multiple me, years of control. Let me ask you this. Okay, I'm going to use an S for the visual. It's hard to explain this. I'm going to use the S-curve analogy. You can trade for prospects that are major league ready. That doesn't mean you're trading for the highest ceiling, highest potential players. So if I was given the opportunity to trade for two major league ready players right now with a lower ceiling than two other players in the lower levels of the minor leagues, and my scouts deemed the lower level players have better futures than the higher level players. I'm making the trade for the lower level players. That's my job. I guess what I'm just trying to get to is I don't fully trust Preller is what I'm really trying well, to no say. Shit. And that's the problem with any trade. Like I, his track record, not great when it comes to developing I prospects. I mean, do, his, do you have, are you going to, are you going to be uh, high-fiving people on the streets of La Mesa? If he si- trades for Michael King, because no. is there some guarantee that that's going to pan out just because the Yankees are like, oh, this guy had a great eight starts to finish the year. He's untouchable. No, no nothing they do will excite me at all. Like, literally nothing. Did you I mean, spend time on the streets of La Mesa? I used to live in La Mesa. Okay, so yeah. It's you nice. do. At least, it's the nice. main strip is okay. It's good. <laughs> 
There's some other areas of yeah. But anyway. But I'm saying like that's my my point is I don't care what they try. I mean they could trade for whomever, and that doesn't like you said. I mean, do you really trust AJ Preller that he's going to get it right, or whomever they trade for is actually going to pay dividends here? I don't know. And it, I don't it's kind of, Like, it's just it's just hard to to project all of this stuff out. Obviously, um, you see people on social media all the time. Like, Dude, I, the, what an amazing deal that Preller would do if he made right. that trade. Like, right. you don't fucking know, dude. Stop. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody knows. All right? <laughs> you might like him because he's got some good numbers in the minors. First off, can he perform at the big league level? Haven't seen it. And two, how long before he gets to the big league level? Like, you know, we don't know anything. If you're a Nationals fan, you're still sitting there wondering, like, I wonder if James Wood's any good. Right? I wonder if Robert Hassel's ever going to turn anything. CJ Abrams had some nice moments, but is he really, like, an everyday level all-star shortstop? Can Mackenzie Gore, like, not get hurt? Can he be a frontline starter, or is he more of a back-end starter? You know? You're still sitting there if you're a Washington fan. On paper, looks nice, looks pretty. Number one, number two, number five, number right? Prospects, looks pretty. You don't know jack shit if they're going to pan out or not. Yeah, although it is still, it still looks like a good trade from the Nationals' perspective because if they didn't make the trade, what would they have? No additional playoff appearances and five fewer prospects. And even if one pans out, you just save $500 million on one soda that wasn't winning you anything anyway. No, I know that, John. I'm just saying, like, the idea of you don't know if this person's truly going to pan out or not. Like, that is where Nationals fans are at with the trade that was made with Soto. And that's what Padres fans will be at whenever this Soto's trade made with whoever. But I, And I agree with you as well, but I'm saying at the end of the day, at the yes, end of the you day, you have to try to get as try much to value trade for him. Soto. I, exactly. I know. I for know. the best returns. So it's like... I'm just going back in circles too. I completely hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I mean, the Padres went from the... You know, I don't know, like the the anti small market club, right? Like mm-hmm. that was like the envy of of all of baseball outside of maybe one or two markets. To back to being a small market club is how it kind of feels. Now they're still going to be yeah, like what, top yeah. ten or twelve in payroll, but then what are they going to be in twenty twenty five? Top fourteen, and then what are they going to be in twenty twenty six? You know, what I mean? so there, there's no there's no guarantee here. That that like free spending, free spirited, Peter Seidler led organization is going to return. And again, I'm not saying they're going to be 27th in spending anytime soon. They shouldn't be. There's no reason to be with the way they draw and with this market having no other professional sports teams in the Big Four. But the days of them being top three, top five could be over for forever. You know, we yeah. have no idea. And it's just kind of it's like that reality sinking in. Like there was that two or three year window where they're trading in one week for Blake Snell and you Darvish and Joe Musgrove. And then there's now. Right. And it feels like a lot those, different. Like those types of moves, you would love to see those types of moves again. And I think you theoretically could see those moves if Juan Soto was not on this team or if another big contract was not on this team. Because at the time, Musgrove was not making a bunch of money. Snell was making like, I think, 15 or 16 million. And Darvish was the highest paid player they got back, but it's not. it wasn't anything yeah. crazy. Right. You know? And, and those are... Those are moves that like are obviously win now, and 
Does anybody remember any prospects besides Luis Patino that got traded away in any of those deals? No, because he was the only top-rated prospect that was traded away for all three of those pitchers. There now, was that like position player outfield prospect to the Pirates. It was like tenth in the Padres system. I forget who it is. Well, yeah, there's a couple of prospects that were traded yeah. away. They're like studs, of course, but like right. you know, now it's flipped to instead of trading for those players that help you now, you're trading for trading players for the prospects. that the prospects and and. Is is, I mean, as much as everybody, like you know, we love to talk about star players. Does anybody really like to talk about prospects all the time? No offense, besides Mad Friars, because obviously that's what they do, and they do it better than anybody. <laughs> well, with the Padres, I understand but. what you're saying. I mean, of course not. Of course, you'd prefer the Soto to the future Soto, so to speak. E even if you could land a future Soto, everyone would prefer Soto to future. <laughs> Soto, but the truth is you can land players like Fernando Tatis Jr. Or you cannot. I mean, there are players like Juan Soto that are traded as 19-year-olds. But they're also... It's happened before it'll happen again, like Fernando Tatis Jr. But are they also in a point in their franchise right now that they can afford those types of moves? What do you mean? Like, hey, we got this stud. Just wait four more years. With the players... like. Manny's not getting younger. Xander's definitely not getting younger. Younger, all right. Darvish is like almost forty. Joe's in his thirties now. Dude, there's there's you no have Kim around for one more year. There's no combination. Yeah, I mean, you, right. I mean, you've got these quote unquote, you know, high priced superstars, and you haven't won with high priced superstars. So now you have to have both high priced superstars and younger players. And you didn't win with only high-priced superstars. I'm not saying you're going to win with high-priced superstars and younger players, but it's not like they're guaranteed to win with Juan Soto. No, they're not. And I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, as we watched we're, last year, we're definitely in an era where I true where I do think you know where this franchise is headed. Mm -hmm. And it probably should have been the way that it was a couple of years ago instead of giving all these prospects away. But they went for it. I credit them. I would have done the same thing if you had the opportunity. But leaning heavily onto their system as of right now is probably what Preller's thinking. I just don't know yeah. how much time Preller has. I, I mean, he's got to win in 2024. He won't have 2025 is my hunch. Um, okay, guys, if you're here, please subscribe. You're on content for Padres fans. Whether you're here live or on replay, smash the like button. Thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you have a question or comment or concern or you just want to support the channel, Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We do want to thank our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show, our friend Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, a great insurance agent. You can take that from us. I've had my insurance through Mark for over two years. He's been the title sponsor of this channel since the day we launched this channel about two or two and a half years ago. He can save you $750 or more on your insurance just by switching over to him, whatever it is, auto, home, renters, life, earthquake. I've got a homeowner's earthquake and life insurance policy with Mark. About to switch over two cars over to Mark Nimitz as well. So you can get quotes online by clicking the link in the description down below. You can get quotes by calling Mark, who is a San Diegan and a lifelong Padres fan. So he'd love to talk to you about saving money on your insurance. He'd love to talk to you about the Padres as well. But again, you can take it from us. It's not just saving you money on in your insurance. If you ever need to file a claim, he's going to save you so much time. He's a great insurance agent with great service and communication. So if you support this channel, want to support a local San Diego business, check out our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, all his information is above my head, mnimitz at farmersagent.com. When you reach out to him, 
Let them know that John and Jim from the wrap up show sent you. There's also the Kevin AC, the Padres are interested in Corbin Burns article. Mm -hmm. So this was over the weekend. Um, AC's piece details some of the financial factors going into the Padres' winter plans and notes that the Padres have inquired about most of the top starters available in free agency, even if signing one of the bigger name arms doesn't seem likely. Um, and then uh, MLP Trade Rumors goes on to say it isn't even clear yet that the Brewers are going to move Burns. Uh, he's projected to make 15.1 in 2024, his final year of arbitration, before becoming a free agent. So one year of Corbin Burns via trade, projected to make 15, potentially part of a Padre plan because they have interest in Corbin Burns. How many years and, of uh, control does he have left? One. Just one? Yeah. 15 million one year. Okay. Certainly bolsters your rotation. Yeah, for sure. And is there any scenario? And these are hard to do. Like trades mm -hmm. are definitely hard to do. You want, not, three, not, you want to three-way that thing with Soto? I mean, if you traded Juan Soto to, tonight, mm -hmm. a three-team deal, and you got Corbin's Bur Corbin Burns back and two other prospects. Right. And some cash. And you also got rid of Trent Grisham somewhere. Yeah, you're probably going to – you'll be inclined to do that. Now you're not really I'm just you're, saying you're not doing that would make, much that would for make your me, future. That would make me at least feel a little better about things. I would still, I mean, I still hate the notion of having to trade Juan Soto. But you tell, but I, but I mentioned start this show like you kind of need to like if you can win, get the win now player, but also also get a couple prospects for the future, like you know. That's but the what best the hell would scenario? Milwaukee get in that scenario? You see what I'm saying? Like, so what, what if, if got, Soto leaves for the third team and the right, they get, like, get Mike, rid of Burns? Then they get like Michael King and a couple prospects and the Yankees get Soto. Okay. I see where you're going. Well, then all of a sudden the Padres are down to getting basically salary relief in Corbin Burns, probably. Because are the Yankees moving the Kings to Milwaukee plus to whomever is to San Diego plus taking Grisham? Maybe, maybe, you know, or maybe. And, and then another thing too, with like Toronto, Manoa is an interesting guy. Um, if he's a, if he's like the main piece, he wouldn't be the main piece, but if he's like a big part of a trade, like to me, you would, to me, he is at his lowest point because he was awful last year. It was horrific, but he's, he's um, young. He's 25 and he had an all-star year just two years ago. You mm -hmm. pair him with Niebla. I feel I'd feel confident um, with. I agree with you. Any reclamation project going with completely Niebla. agree. If you can find a way to trade for for him for a lower level prospect, because you probably would. I mean, then you get then if at the, when the dust settles, all right, you have Corbin Burns, Manoa. Well, hold on, they're going to do Burns and Manoa. Oh, you, these are like separate deals now. Separate deals. Okay. Because they've been talking to the Blue Jays, so they obviously yeah. have communications. And Manoa is sure. a guy, a name that's out there, yep. right? At the end of the day, when the dust settles, all these prospects are moving around while it's shooting. Mm -hmm. 
if you end up with Corbin Burns, Manoa, and like another prospect that you feel pretty good about, pitching prospect. Yeah. And you got rid of Soto, Soto and, Grisham. and Grisham somehow, and uh, all these names out there, right? And Soto can go to the Yankees, okay? And Grisham can go to the moon and whatever, <laughs> right? Now I'm now I'm looking at it like okay. Well they're, here's they're, the thing. They're, that that would that would um lessen the blow a little bit and it makes you feel like a Padres fan. You know, like I said at the beginning of the show, there's ways to win still next year, even without Juan Soto. And you've helped your pitching staff, and you're not telling the fan base, hey, this guy in four years, wait for him, right? True. I, I'll say this. Manoa's got four years of control, so he's not even arbitration eligible until after 2024. Now he's coming off a terrible year. Um, but to your point, Ruben Niebla, pitching whisperer. So I like the idea. That's well beyond a flyer to me. I mean, that's you know trying to buy low with someone that could impact your organization for three or four years. Um, so I do like the Manoa name. The, the reason I would like a Burns is, to your point, you at least can sell the illusion of, like, we're going to win. We have Burns, Musgrove, and Darvish at the top of our rotation, and the big three now without Soto. Like you're selling winning. I don't know if it's going to happen, but you certainly be selling winning if you added Corbin Burns to this rotation, even if you dumped Juan Soto. I would think. And then let's get to the first superhero. Yeah, see what Manoa, what what Niebla can do with Manoa, and then if your fifth starter is a combination of Goldrin. Or Avila or more. Oh, yeah, like, no problems. Of course. Yeah. Work with that. Yeah. Then definitely. shit. Just top it off. Go out and sign Jung Hu Lee and call it a day. Boom. Uh Miss Dude, I'll thank you for the uh generous super chat saying neither of you think the sudden need to trade Soto is not only to attain pitching, but also make room for Otani. Preller has always wanted him. It seems like he would go to great lengths to get him. He certainly always wanted him, Miss Do It All. I just don't see a path to sign a player for over five hundred million dollars. For a team that's shedding payroll, even if they shed Soto, because Otani's more expensive than Soto. If you shed 33 and bring in 50, I mean, I, I love the idea of Shohei Otani as much as the next person, but that's a, that's a net negative 17, shedding 33 to bring in 50. And then what do they do? How do they shed payroll? Because they've gone, they've gone up, not down under that scenario. Plus, Otani has given no indication that he wants to sign with a team that has not been a winner. And if he's willing to do that, he probably signs with the Angels. I, I just, I'd be shocked. I'd be floored if the Padres landed Shohei Otani. Literally floored. Yeah, I, my mind can't even go to Shohei anymore, like <laughs> at all. The only thing that if you should be worried about if you're a Padres fan is he going to go to the Giants or the Dodgers? Right, because then you're right. like fit in division, and those teams aren't going to be quiet. All right, it's not the Giants and not the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. And the Dodgers, so far, how many rumors have you seen of the Dodgers lately? Exactly, Here's, yeah, exactly. You know, the Yankees are you know yapping their mouths, saying how great these prospects are, trying to make them like the greatest things ever. And they're they're leaking oil as far as rumors go, nonstop. Nothing from the Dodgers, really nothing from the Giants, except for the Yamamoto 
thing that uh, one of their beat reporters reported on tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, so man, I'm excited though for tomorrow because something's gonna something's gonna happen in the next couple of days. I'm not saying Otani or Soto, but you're yeah. gonna get some type of movement that will lead to additional movement. I saw today that some reporters are saying that Otani is likely to sign between before Christmas and could be within seven days. So somewhere in the seven to 21 day window, which makes sense. He's not going to wait until March to determine his future. He's got this thing planned out. He's quiet, but I I think he's got this Mm -hmm. thing planned out. I just, I don't see it, Mr. I don't think you move Soto to land Otani. I mean, no, I just don't. You're not, you're not moving money to then add more money. Like it would be one of the great, like, under Just the kidding. nose type moves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, we've got a lower payroll. Hey, we've had a change in ownership. Not, you know what I mean? The top of yeah. ownership. Hey, we've, we're coming off a disappointing year. And, but wow, we just landed the biggest free agent contract in the history of North American sports, which they've done before briefly with Manny Machado. But it, it just, it doesn't feel likely. It just doesn't feel likely. Um, Enzo, thank you for the super. Again, guys, if you're here, subscribe. You're on content for Padres fans. Appreciate the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks as well. Enzo says, what about Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Could he be thrown in the deal for Soto? I'm not, listen, are you enamored with Vlad Guerrero? He makes good money in arbitration. He's going to make like 20 this year. He's a really, he's a very sound hitter, but in a very good hitter's division certainly and ballpark in toronto like he's young he's a name he's had success but it just seems like you're taking on another guy that's going to command a fortune of money at some point not that long from now yeah i mean look he would be an instant upgrade over anything they have at first base well the first first base thing is no doubt but he's played yeah yeah and he's even like i mean look like you said, the whole point of this whole thing with Soto is not to I just to add another guy to make a bunch of money. Like it's to free up money, cost control, and and it's not to to add to to give up Soto and free up that thirty three million to then go out and spend you know that thirty three million like that. You know, because I just don't see that at not all. Not position don't. players. No, no, I, I don't, I don't. That, that's why this 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 route of trading for pitching, um, it's the way that they're, they're thinking. And, and Preller even said it, like they need pitching. Mm-hmm. He did. Pitching, he said it literally pitching, to you. Pitching, you literally, literally asked the question. <laughs> pitching. Yeah. You know, listen, like listen to it. He says we need pitching. Right. And it's probably going to cost us one Soto. So, yeah, I don't see them doing that. I, I just don't. Nice name, good, really good player. I mean, he would be the instantly best first baseman they've had in forever since Adrian. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, and plus, you're yeah. Does that like how many years does Vlad have left on his deal? At least a couple. Let's see. Um, or left on his arbitration. Yeah, he's got a few. He's a free agent in 2026. He's got two years. But he's gonna make this year, Jim. He's gonna let's see. He's gonna he's gonna make real money. He's, I think he's he's due to make over eighteen. He made fourteen and a half this past year. Yeah, it just that's so he'll make eighteen hey, and 
at five. Hey, Fadden, you want a pipe dream? There's a pipe dream. Why? What did he say earlier about a pipe dream? Oh, what? what Dominguez? He's like, never going to happen. Probably won't. But the fact that you're saying that, that Dominguez is better than it's like Otani level. <laughs> no, I think Dominguez is definitely moving. There's no untouchable. If one, the, let, let me just say not. this. Anybody's tradable. All right. If, if anybody's tradable. So don't give me this. These guys aren't. You can't trade them, blah, blah, blah. You th- you think before Soto was traded, pe- people were saying the same things about Mackenzie Gore and James Wood and and you know CJ yeah Abrams? probably like, yeah of course yeah <laughs> so, I think I remember us saying it <laughs> yeah th- things change and nobody is untradeable prospect wise yeah and the Yankees again their top prospect is ranked seventy fourth in baseball which is nice but it's seventy fourth yeah, in baseball it's not it's so they not, overinflate. Nope. Yeah. Yankees fans have an overinflated view of their system because they're Yankee fans and they consume it 365 days a year, and that's fine. It's just like we think Jackson Merrill, you know, is the second coming of whom? You know, I don't know, but you got I'm my point. Junior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, get, you get my point. And I don't even know if Padres fans feel that way about Jackson Merrill, although I do think it's a good idea that they've been able to retain him in the system and not trade well, him away because at some point they're going to have to have these players produce like Jackson Merrill, like some of this pitching talent, the Lescos, the Snellings, whatever. Some of this is going to have to going to have to produce. Um, okay, while we have a moment, I do want to remind our viewers about another uh, one of our partners here on the wrap-up show, our good friends over at Aura, ORA.organic. If you're looking to get healthier this year, I think we all are, uh, then make sure to check out ORA.organic, 10% off your first order, plant-based nutritional products. They have them for you. If you want to get healthier, it starts with Aura. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge supporter of this channel. He is a huge Padres fan. He's been with us for the better part of two years. Great company. Great holiday gift ideas, by the way. Supplements, plant-based supplements, whether it's probiotics. I take one every day from Aura for heart health, digestion, mental health. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. They have proteins for after workouts. They have sleep pills, immunity pills, much, much more. And you can check it all out at ORA.organic or click the link in the description down below. But again, Will supported this channel for two years. If you're looking to get healthier yourself, your family, your friends, it's affordable. They're plant-based, the best of the market. Check them out, ORA.organic. Yeah, go there right now. They have everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, it's all organic, all plant-based, uh, pre-workouts, post uh, protein powder for post-workouts, um, probiotics, all of it. You want it? They got it. Uh, New Year's coming up. If you want to get a head start on your New Year's resolution and start, you know, having a healthier lifestyle, go to Aura right now and uh, you check them out and tell us about it and you'll thank us later. Hey, Captain Clown or whatever. He says, uh, you clowns are not even from San Diego. Yeah, no shit, idiot. We've said that we're a million times. I remember my first time on the channel. Captain, Captain Coke congratulations to wherever your parents gave birth to you because that's where you were born. So I'm sure you had that planned out perfectly. Yeah. Fucking loser. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe, although I'm going to ban you in two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else is there? There's there's Jung-Hoo Lee. There is, but those moves, John, like they... They involve the future. I, I get it. Though those are after we got to wait and find resolution on Juan Soto first. Like I can't even think about anything else signing players before junk, you know, Juan Soto 
Don't even worry about this loser. It's fine. I'm not. I haven't banned him. No, just keep. Just keep I'll him in the ban chat. him. I don't care. No, no, I'll keep him in the chat. Him. Don't give it. Keep I'll him in the chat. Him. No, keep him in the chat. John, okay. Don't be soft. Put put chat. ban. Put. I'll, it's based on uh, interaction from our viewers. Should we ban Captain Coke? I'm going to put it as a poll question. I don't care. It's. I mean, he's a, <laughs> yeah, but it's creating content. So let's see here. Hold on. Should we ban Captain Coke? You know what? <laughs> Look I mean, what I put. Hold on. Hold on. I mean, I. I mean, honestly, I like Coke, like the the drink, I, not the drug. <laughs> I like Coca Cola. I love. Coca-Cola. Yeah, I, do, I like Diet Coke. Coca Cola is far superior to Pepsi. I mean, not even even close. Oh, great! We had a Pepsi deal that was about to come in. And honestly, like the best Coca Cola out there, it's going to shock you. Ready? It's from McDonald's. You have said that. It's not even. It's it's not even close, man. Coca Cola from McDonald's, <laughs> elite. Yeah, I've I've heard you say that. Yeah, it's elite. Um. Okay, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Anyway. <laughs> Dennis Lynn this weekend reporting that the Padres do not expect to be in the running for Shohei Otani. So we talked about that earlier. I have the exact line. Um, and I know it didn't thrill our buddy Will. But he's not dis- – I don't think he's dispirited or like – I don't. I think he still believes it can happen. Um, here's the line. Where is it? Hmm. Okay, to be clear, the Padres do not expect Otani to sign with them. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what else Dennis could say. That's about as definitive as it gets. To be well, clear, did the you Padres put that do sign not up? expect Otani to sign with them. Did you, did you, who, which one of you in the chat put that sign up on the freeway? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably San Diego and Captain Cook. Guys, guys, you put up signs after the player signs here. <laughs> like... I mean, I don't, I don't hate the creativity. Whatever, what's it cost? A hundred bucks <laughs> to make a blue sign? Isn't that like also a borderline like illegal? Illegal? Yeah, you <laughs> probably can't just post signage on a highway. It's probably- <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, what if, what if you post a sign that said like "Turn right for whorehouse" or something? I don't know. Like that's illegal, right? <laughs> Will said, "Will's still here." He says, "Could send to put it up." Says convoy Asian culture district next to exits future Otani Boulevard. Like, guys, really? Come on. Listen, I'm all for the I'm all for <laughs> being a dreamer. I really am. I mean, if it happens, that would be unbelievable. But I'd just be careful to get any hopes up involving Shohei Otani when the Padres, all you've heard from people that cover the team for a living is how they're dumping payroll. And like literally literally are handcuffed by Juan Soto until they move Juan Soto. So if they're going to act on Shohei Otani, they need to act on Juan Soto. So if this is all in the works, that's an amazing job by AJ Preller and his front office and Eric Atsenda, if this is all in the works. Or maybe Shohei Otani is destined for elsewhere because the Padres are just not positioned well right now. Off the season that they just had, lowering payroll and potentially Mm – getting rid of a player of Juan Soto's caliber. So, yeah, they're just, like I said before, they were 
lean to the direction of being prepared for a potential Shohei Otani offer. But then they just said, F it, we're going for it now, and just blew all of their cash this past year. You know, and I don't, I mean, look, at the time, I, I don't, I can't say I blamed them. I, I am always on the side of I, I'd rather be aggressive than, you know, not. I love aggressiveness, so I, I applaud that. I just wish the aggressiveness was met with, like, somewhat of a plan, and I don't feel like they thought about this coming up. Like, oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> so let I'm me like, ask you this, then. Because what you just said, I'm sure Shohei Otani and his representation has thought of as well. Uh, this is for the chat. How would you pitch Otani on the Padres? They're better than the Angels. <laughs> That's the pitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, what's what's the grand pitch? Like, we're positioned to win, and you're the missing piece. But we're going to trade off Juan Soto. They would have been in a much better position to say that if they made the playoffs, and they didn't. True. And if you lose Juan Soto, then how are you truly going to? I mean, you have, you can be like, yeah, you're replacing Juan Soto. But it's like, well, if I'm replacing Juan Soto, and you couldn't win with Juan Soto. I feel like I'm a better hitter than Juan Soto at this point in time. But, well, maybe not overall hitter, but power-wise, all right? Put up better numbers. I don't know. There's, what what pitch is there? You know, oh, by the way, you lost the Cy Young Award winner. So, cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like a hard sell. Like, even if you had the money, even if you had whatever it costs, $500 million. Hey, here's $500 million. Okay, well, there's other teams that have $500 million. What separates you from the Dodgers, the Giants, hey, Otani, the Red Sox, it. the Yankees? What's that? Hey, Otani, we have good tacos. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, Otani went 0 for 10 at Petco last season. There, it's over. It's done. He doesn't want to come here. He was 0 for 10 last year at Petco. It'll be fascinating Maybe. to see where he lands. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm fascinated by it like the rest of baseball is. If you're a Padres fan, you almost you don't want NOS. Anything, anything. You root for anything other than the Dodgers, the Giants, if you're a Padres fan. Right, which means it'll be anything the Dodgers. About that. You know, if it's not, if if, if he's not coming to you, which highly unlikely, maybe even zero percent chance. Sorry, Will. <laughs> I don't know if it's zero point zero, but I said maybe. Yeah, it's not high, but you you just are sitting there and you're hoping that that Jeff Passan tweet doesn't drop that says Shohei Otani and the Dodgers or San Francisco Giants have signed the richest contract in baseball history. You You're hope like, that that uh, doesn't happen, but you also hope Ken Rosenthal doesn't get it wrong and like Shohei Otani and the Padres are zeroing in on each other. Oh, just kidding. Uh, He's actually going to sign with the yeah, Dodgers. I, I don't think that's going to happen, happen again. You think it was um, just a one-off? Well, I think it was a one-off because um, Scott Boris and or someone from the Nationals leaked this to Ken to drive the price up for the Dodgers. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he certainly got duped. Whatever happened is he, he got, got he got duped. That information he owned up to it. Um, Did he? I think I think Padres fans like like literally jumping in his his timeline all the time and telling him to fuck off. I think is a lot too much. <laughs> Did he own up to it? Kind of sad. He yeah. He's he's the, the that that see that off season he owned up to it. Him and Dennis. Dennis I, did I it don't on, remember on air with Darren. 
Oh, like, okay. I mean, I, I'm saying was there like something like in print? There's like videos of, of him like talking like like I I know for a fact Ken Rosenthal has talked about the situation before. Okay. And he's, yeah, he's I, talking because about I thought it was the big like I thought like we didn't fully get to the bottom of it. We, we never got to the bottom of it to truly know what happened. But Ken Rosenthal and Dennis definitely owned up to it and said gotcha. we made a mistake. I don't but remember. All I remember is I'm, tweet. Yeah, but if I'm trying to put two new together and why this happened uh, and, and knowing who was involved, like it's a pretty, I, I would say it's not far off from Scott Boris being involved in that. Yeah, no, probably. I mean, so they just, whatever happened, I'm sure has been learned from, I would guess because Ken Rosenthal is pretty darn good. Like, yeah, the only more surprising dupe would be Jeff Passan, which I don't even recall. If Passan gets duped, then then I'll be like, oh, this told yeah. something's wrong here because he yep. he's he's nails. Yeah. Um, but you know, unfortunately, that one time Ken he got duped and he got some bad information and he, you know, jumped the gun a little bit, a lot of it. Yeah, and he screwed the franchise for forever. <laughs> it's all his fault. It's just um, like how it's always the media's fault. It definitely was Rosenthal's fault. Um, Nightingale said, I read this. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but he says that he thinks the Padres are going to ask Manny or Xander or Tatis to waive their no trade if they keep Soto. If that happens, they better, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's Bob Nightingale. I, I don't put much in that. I don't buy any of Bob, it. I, I think Nightingale, Bob Nightingale literally hates the San Diego Padres. Do you, you, you know, um, I don't think so. I think, I think I'd say reporters hate. Teams I think he absolutely hates the Padres. The tweets last year, like the most disappointing team in baseball history. And I was watching, that, I, I was in a press box one time. It was, no, it wasn't. When was it? Oh, yeah. It was game three of the NLCS two years ago against the Phillies. And I was sitting behind Bob and, and all those reporters in the front row. Did you get and, the autograph? No, but I saw Bob go to someone's Twitter, like <laughs> another reporter's Twitter. And literally copy and paste onto his timeline and change some few words. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. You don't think though, um, wow, Captain Coke has contributed with the super. We'll get to that. But you don't think Nightingale is an axe to grind with AJ Preller of the Padres organization. Why would he? Because he hates the Padres and all of his reporting. I think you're I, I, Ken I Rosenthal, you don't think? Oh, Ken? I thought you no, said. I'm saying all of them. You don't think Rosenthal, based on his last 12 months of reporting on the Padres organization? Oh, has, um, do you think it, any of it's personal with Preller? You think Bob Nightingale, any of it's personal? Look, if it is, and those reporters are using that in 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 their reporting and and everything, then shame on them. Like that's that's totally unprofessional. If that's the case. I mean, it kind of seems like that. If you follow the story, like read anything Bob Nightingale writes. Could you say, um, okay, but I just don't read anything Bob Nightingale writes, honestly. <laughs> you might be like blocked by him. But whatever he, I'm telling you, he wrote something today. I'd have to find it. The whole, he, everything he writes is is super. I mean, listen, I get the critic. It's one thing to be critical. It's another thing to just be like anti. He's very anti, in my opinion. Uh, Captain Coke, thank you for the super. Glad I didn't ban you. Um, he says, I'm just pissed we're going nowhere. It's pathetic at this point. Don't no, take it out on us, man. 
And I think it's also a bridge too far. I mean, I just think it's a challenging path that they're walking down. I don't think they're necessarily going nowhere or it's pathetic. I have no idea what's going to happen in 2024. I mean, I don't think they're guaranteed to go 60 and 100. I think they can make the postseason. There's just there's a million variables at play, and it just seems it's like, like it's harder it's today like greatest, than it was a year ago. It's like the greatest comeback since yeah, seriously, Miracle yeah. on like, Ice. I've been of this guy forever, and now he's like our biggest fan. I mean, Captain Coke, you like, you want to host a show with us? You want to? Yeah, you should start. You should do a channel with Fadden. Yeah, talking Coke. <laughs> <laughs> talking Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, shit. Captain Coke, dude. Captain Thank Coke. You follow the- up with like, your, what's your? I I need more on Captain Coke. Like, follow up on your like background here. Like, yeah. No, and, I, and look, I get it when when fans are upset and they're upset at like facts and stuff. What do we have to do with that? They take they they just lash lash out to the first thing that they can lash out to that can respond. Okay, so I understand it. I get it. It's hard. It sucks. But just when someone re- is talking about something or reporting on something. Not their fault. Like I said this the other day. You fans direct your anger not to us, not to the reporters, but to one person, and that's AJ Preller. Now, the hard part is AJ Preller's not going to respond. <laughs> He's not going <laughs> to say anything. And frankly, I don't think he gives a shit. Probably but like that's point. where the anger lies here. If you're a Padres fan. This is not the media's fault. This is not the fans' fault. It's not, I mean, you can throw the players, obviously, their fault for not performing last year, for sure. sure. But, the, but the place that they're in right now, that's that's on AJ, man. And he's got to try to fix it. What are you reading? Yes, that is his job. No doubt. We'll see if he can fix it or not it's a, it's a it's an important week you would think for aj preller because if you don't yeah. move soto which is a very possible this week i'm saying if soto doesn't move this week then there's a lot of twiddling going on other yeah. players are coming off the board starters are going to be signed relievers will be signed position you get it but are the padres going to be in those conversations right now they've balked because former padres are moving left and right one's a value nick martinez included that's only going to continue in the days ahead, you're going to see movement, and are the Padres going to be involved, or are they just going to wait to move Juan Soto? And if they're just going to wait to move Juan Soto, then they should be motivated to do it sooner rather than later. So they're in a little bit of a conundrum if they got to wait on Soto to make any major league moves because they got a lot of work to do with their major league roster. Like you got to, that's like you got to finish off a 26 man roster, and they're nowhere close to doing that as we start the winter meetings. So. I don't know what the plan is. I'm sure they got a plan. I'm sure AJ's got something on a PDF. I'm sure Eric Atsenda has seen it. I'm sure Eric Rupner has seen it. But it seems like a pretty, I don't know, it's, it might be a tough plan to execute potentially in the days well, ahead. They, they said they have a plan. They said that, you know, we, we, we know Gruppner and Cassenda have mm-hmm. a plan to get this payroll under control. 
to a to a level that they can sustain. And and if you tell me for the next, is it 2024, 2023? For the next seven years, their average payroll is $175 million. Like you should be able to win it win with that. Let's see. MLB average payroll 2023. Yeah, be league average. Yeah. You can I mean the Rockies spent 172. So I wouldn't exactly be jumping for joy. But they're idiots. Right. Tell yeah, me, I mean, what you don't have to. I, I I get the point. I mean, you don't have to spend. You don't have to be top three in baseball to win a World Series. I mean, Arizona was in a World Series. They were 20th in payroll. But yeah. I'd still prefer to be towards the top as opposed to towards the I, bottom. I, believe me, I would too. But if you're at $175 million and you can develop right and you can mix that in with your star players, you can win. I don't know if they can though, because the one seventy five oh, is yeah, I know. thirty I, I, on Machado, thirty on Tatis, thirty on Bogarts. That's ninety. That's over half of your one seventy five. Jesus, dude, I can't. That's you know, incredible to me. It's like I don't incredible. know if they can, to, to be honest. And then there's Musgrove for twenty, so now you're up to one ten. You know, there's Darvish, you're up to one thirty. There's Suarez, you're up to one forty. There's Cronenworth, you're up to one fifty. I mean, you have no money. They they have to do something. Um, yeah. If the payroll is literally going to, I hope it doesn't go down to 175. Um, but maybe in the future, it's going down to 175. I think if it goes down that low, to be honest with you, you will potentially have players request trades Probably. because they're going to be so handcuffed. If you got three, four guys making 100, 150 million and your payroll's 175, are guys going to want to be a part of that? I, I don't know. They're They're in a tough spot, man. They're in a tough spot. They're in a very tough spot. Um, if you'd like to win money, I don't know if you oh. want $175 million, but uh, underdogfantasy.com is the place then to you're play. The, new the, best, <laughs> the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports is underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code PODSWRAP. That's P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. And you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. If you scan that QR code on the screen right now, you can download the Underdog Fantasy app or get to underdogfantasy.com. If you're drafting across all sports, there's no better place to do it than Underdog Fantasy. You can auto-draft or draft yourself, and they take care of the rest. No waivers, no trades. They set it. You forget it, okay, at underdogfantasy.com. You can also do the pick simple higher or lower contests across all sports, NFL, NBA, going on right now. Of course, Major League Baseball during the season as well. Simple higher or lower contesting like Monday Night Football, who's going to throw for – 200 yards or you know is this player going to have a receiving touchdown higher or lower than one receiving touchdown you can play right now at underdogfantasy.com and you can win right now and again use promo code podswrap p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p and get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 dollars. let's get to richard thank you richard thanks richard for your generous super he says he's a dodger fan uh i'm not holding my breath on otani all year long it's been reported that it's in the bag so of course that's a red flag for the record you're not clowns but if you were you're knowledgeable clowns i like that thanks richard for the super chat very kind first off i don't know if we're knowledgeable clowns we just give i mean i just give my opinion i know things watch baseball enough in my life to know what uh, good baseball is, but uh, okay. yeah, I mean, we we give our opinions on things, and we, we tell right. you what you know. So, like, I never, I never come on here and 
be like, sources are telling me that hmm. this player is up for grabs in the Padres organization. Never do that. Like it's bullshit. Hmm. And, and and a lot of times you you see that from people out there, and it's like, okay, stop. Like you don't know anybody. You know, you're mm-hmm. just you're just pretending. And maybe they hear maybe they do hear things. I don't know. But at the same time, like. I mean, me and John, we give our opinion on on what we, you know. Yeah, we've Padres. never. I mean, I, we literally would tell you we don't break Padres news, thankfully, because if you break Padres news, and you're going to end up like Ken Rosenthal, and everyone's going to hate you. And nor do I want to. I, I am. I my favorite like podcast to watch, just me personally, is the reactionary ones. Like, I don't want to listen to a guy that thinks he knows it all. Like a know-it-all, like sources guy. Like I, I, I want to. Yeah, I mean, unless he's got sources, I guess. Unless he's like legitimate, like. But I can't. Know. Yeah, the Padres is tough. I mean, because I feel like Preller's a wild card. I mean, you know what I mean? Like even people that report on the franchise can be sent off target. Right. Maybe. Totally. You know, sent way so, off target. I like reacting to things. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's nice to know some things, but at the same time, don't you feel, John, that at, at some things you just like don't want to know, maybe? <laughs> well, there's the other, I mean, there's the other thing across multiple sports for what we do. There are times you know things, and you, but you're not going to say anything, say anything. <laughs> because yeah. you also have relationships with people and you also have a job. It's also and- tough, too, because. If you do have relationships with people, say say we talk to Preller every every week. Well, you talked to him last week. And you like hung out with him all the time and like legitimately. Mm-hmm. And Darren does a really good job at it because I think he does have a relationship with Preller, but he also criticizes him a lot as well. But there are times when like if you have a relationship with somebody, you're like, oh, do I want to blast this guy right now? And if you don't no. have a relationship with that person, then it's much easier to be truthful and real. Because you're not protecting yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not protecting anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think that's honestly why people, for the most part, listen to us on San Diego Sports 760 or come here to the wrap-ups. It's just we're unbiased and opinionated, yeah. and we offer our actual opinion, and we're knowledgeable about baseball because we've spent our entire career in it. So yeah, nothing that's against I think why people as- come to us. Nothing against like Preller as a person. I think he's. A, I, I I've heard nothing but good things about Preller. It's like we're talking about professional sports, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. him, and his job is the general manager of a professional sports team here in San Diego. Right. I mean, professional sports. Yeah. I mean, it comes at the territory. The jobs right. pay handsomely. They're public positions. If you and I can get criticized on social media, then certainly you and I can yeah. be critical of professional athletes and front offices associated with professional sports. That's just the business. They understand it. By the way, this is part of it that nine out of 10 understand it. Maybe more than that. It's just, it comes with the territory, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, guys, we'll be back um, tomorrow, 3 PM San Diego sports, 760. I hope you join us. Then we'll be talking about day one of the winter meetings underway in Nashville, Tennessee. All teams have already gathered meetings actually have, started um, a lot of gatherings banquets Sunday night at the winter meetings in Nashville um, I've been there twice in Nashville for the baseball winter meetings at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel it's one of the biggest hotels in the world 
if not the country. It's a massive, massive, ridiculously sized property. It's crazy, in fact. Real quick, before you go, did you see... Um, we don't it's i know we're up against it here but like according to brendan cuddy of the athletic padres and yankees are expected to resume negotiations tomorrow on juan soto all right keep it here then we'll keep it here till tomorrow okay i'm getting my sleeping bag hold on according to him the he he's reporting the yankees feel quote feel good about their position this is all so obvious this what? whole, Dude, the, oh, they've man. shut it down. It's unrealistic. We wouldn't consider this. The Yankees will have the last bite at the apple if they want them. Have you seen this many down. links? Have you seen this many leaks with a team? And when's the last time you saw this many leaks with a team from, from their That's reporters? That's a great point. I mean, their well, reporters are just all, propping but, them up, man. But the thing is, reporters of the New York Yankees, of all the teams in baseball, this is the team that's reported on the most. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing this. And this is like so clear and obvious that the New York Yankees want Juan Soto that they can't pretend like they're holding different cards. We see their hand. They want Juan Soto. So are they willing to do what it takes to get him? They want Juan Soto. Are they willing to give up the players necessary to get him? That's the only question. And it's up to Preller to hold his ground and not give in. That's right. You know, if, if there's not a deal by the end of the winter meetings to make things a lot more difficult. Um, but Preller holds the main card. He holds, like you said, the card that they want. Are the Yankees going to fork over what Preller wants to, to get that card? If they really want that card, if they really want Soto that badly, which there's no reason to believe they, they, that they don't, mm-hmm. then are they going to give in to the AJ Preller's demands. Do they need to be pushed by another team making a sizable well, offer to that's where the Blue Jays come offer? In. That's where the Blue but Jays I, come I wouldn't in. I wouldn't think they need to, by the way. Look at this very generous super that's just rolled in. Um I wouldn't think they'd need to be to be honest, because they know there's gonna be multiple suitors for Juan Soto. So you don't slow play it because if you slow play it you might not end up with the player. Um okay, where are you at productions? Wow thank you. Can we get some clap emojis in the chat for where are you at productions? Thank you, That's man. That's awesome. 50 or burger. Woman. The Captain Coke just said, Captain Coke, you want to up it? <laughs> um, where are you at productions? Yeah, Thank you're you. You're a new buddy says, now. Uh, first off, love you guys. I watch and listen to you guys all the time. You guys have great baseball insights. Wouldn't watch anyone else. Thank you. Thank With you. that being said, if you get Manoa, maybe trade for Burns and resign Snell. That would be interesting. Okay, hold on. Let's think about that for a second. Like the, I mean, the first two parts we talked about, Right, well, the Manoa Burns type of like if you could, at the, if you at get one, Manoa in a three team, whatever. If you get Manoa in a Soto package, okay, now you have Manoa. If you trade for Burns in a separate deal, okay, maybe that's reasonable. He's got one year left in his deal. I could see that being possible, and you freed up money in the Soto deal that you could take on fifteen million from Burns. Snell is probably a bridge too far because yeah. now you're back where you started. Exactly. Yeah. Not, exactly. So I mean. Again, what do I think is more likely between like Otani and Snell? I'd say Snell, but I don't think either are likely. Yeah, I, I don't. Burns is definitely like the likelihood of that happening. I don't know how how high that is. Um, but as I said, like it, if some way or another, at, when the dust settles here, mm-hmm. and you have 
Manoa and Burns on your roster after you ha- trade away Juan Soto? Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, it's, doesn't that seems pretty good to me? And and I, I would look at next year's roster. Obviously, there will be other moves as well, and be like, okay, I, I feel semi okay about the. I feel much better about the pitching staff. That's for sure. Um, with the top three of Burns and Musgrove and Darvish, the uh, bullpen would be obviously an issue. Manoa is a guy that has, you know, big boom potential, especially if you put him with Ruben Niebla. And you've just now freed up the money that you need to to keep things under control. Hmm. I mean, but that's easier said than done. That's. I mean, you're probably bordering on fantasy baseball here. Yeah, with, what you're saying with this exact combination yeah. is, I think, is unlikely. I mean, I love the thought process. If you could land two thirds of that where you have productions, to your point, like Manoa and Burns, or Burns and Snell, or Manoa and Snell, or whatever, yeah, you'd feel pretty optimistic about where yeah. you're starting your season in terms of your rotation. Right. I find it hard to believe they would land two of the three that are mentioned. Yeah. I think they could land one of the three. Two seems a little aggressive, but. All three is probably outside the realm of possibility until we're all proven wrong. Right, right. It feels like uh, that's like an MLB the show type of scenario. And then there's the whole concept or the the idea, like James in the chat says, like, well, if Peter was alive, you know, we'd have Snell and Otani and Soto and no money for nothing else. But like, would it change anything with the way you construct the roster if Peter was healthy? And running the organization, maybe we'll never really know. Unfortunately, I still was a possibility. Even before his passing, there were definite reports well before then. Yeah, about this team's payroll going down next year. Yeah, definitely. So I don't think that all of a sudden, after you know, and rest in peace. Like I don't think yeah. that's changed much. Maybe I the agree. Aggressive, maybe the aggressiveness of getting it down has changed, right? you're not having somebody maybe potentially push back on on certain moves um but i don't think the mindset of of going down has changed at all from your chat rich to our show would love to hear consent on your show we would too thank you where you at productions by the way thank you um yeah i mean i'd like to just hear Kutsenda. is he even real anywhere I mean, Jim. To Jim's point, if you if you look up Eric Atsenda and do a Google image search, I think you get one image. One image. And if you even just search for news or quotes, there was he was quoted in that recent release, right? Mm-hmm. Which he, he spoke well or whatever. The way he was quoted, I, I thought it was well put together. Um, but there's not a lot about Eric Atsenda that we've seen before the last couple of weeks. So I don't know if he's coming on the show. Only Mother Padres. Highly unlikely. Uh, it says Fernside. It's near uh, where Jim used to live in South Park. Did you go to Fernside and buy that sweatshirt because you were cold? No, I didn't. I didn't even go to Fernside, but I was cold, and I was outside the South Park sign that they turn on for Christmas, and this was $20 outside Fernside. Why were you at South Park? Because I'm a human being, and I can like go places, and I happen to be there. I mean, what, what is there like walls around it that I'm not allowed there? But that's not even close to where you live. I live in San Diego. I didn't go to. I wasn't at like the South Side of Chicago. <laughs> that's like that's like if I went to like Oceanside for like a 
Christmas tree lighting. Why would I do that? I live in, I live in IB. I'd go to the IB no, Christmas No, IB to Oceanside is not Del Mar to freaking South Park. IB to Oceanside is farther. Why would, I go to, why would I go to South Park for a Christmas tree lighting when I live in IB? I could just go to the IB Christmas tree lighting. Because we have friends in South Park, okay, to answer the question. But you know where we did go? And I feel like maybe I've gone one time with you. Where's that place that's got like the outdoor like <laughs> it's it's got an outdoor seating area. You know it. It's in South Park. It's popular. It's all like what kind of bed? Like almost like picnic tables a little bit outside, like wooden tables. Indoor, oh, outdoor. Wh- whistle stop. Nope. Give me more. You know South Park, dude. Within know, a couple blocks to... of that sign that I went to, and a couple blocks from Fernside, but a few blocks. Hold on. <laughs> I'm Hold so on. annoying. Uh, it's like a name. Yeah, no shit. It's a name. <laughs> it's a name. <laughs> you know Hold it, on. dude. Oh, Station Tavern. Station. Yeah. Is that was that a good description? They have outdoor seating. I knew you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, it was just. Because you've been there before, and I, I saw you there one time, and I was like, "Oh, thanks for the invite." Did you? I lived. I was at. Oh, I, I was at my social. I was like my garage. When I lived there. Dude, by the way, South Park is yeah, freaking nice. There's by the way, my by my old garage, they just opened up a restaurant, like literally right next door to there. I was like, "What? The Let's, what's it called? Garage?" No. Calvin says that's a soft move. What me buying a spot? I was freaking cold, man. I was wearing a t-shirt Very all day. Soft move. Soft. What is it like? By the way, sixty-five degrees in San Diego. I'm chilly. I need. It was a like sweatshirt. sixty-four. I was so soft. I need Can a I just sweatshirt. Say this? I'm cold. <laughs> a couple of things. Okay, twenty dollars. Where was I? Oh, San Juan Capistrano. Remember the Aztec basketball game? I'm driving back, and I think Jones was sleeping. Are we trying to like buy twenty minutes? I'm like, I want to drive by the new Oceanside Arena that's being built. That's only a John Schaefer move. Did you even know there was an arena being built in Oceanside? Uh, no. Wait, yes. Yeah, soccer's or whatever. Yes, yes, soccer's, yes. But I think it's Front Wave Arena. Anyway, I drove by it. It's literally like in a community. Like there's like homes like five feet away from this arena that is not completed. But it looks cool. I mean, it's like a small arena, like 6,000 seats. I just wanted you to know that. I drove by it. Great story. Did you like that story? I'm just looking at the chat. All right. Um, join us tomorrow, 3 o'clock. John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760. Um, I think we're going to be – we have NBC Sports Wrap at 3 p.m. So we'll talk about the winter meetings beginning at 3 p.m. We'll have some guests for you. Net well rankings, bro. Oh, net rankings come out tomorrow. New portal. AP poll, transfer portal opens tomorrow in college, college football. College football playoff. College football playoff, Florida State. Can you imagine doing like a Florida State channel today? Holy oh. shit. Dude. Oh, wait. Hold I on. Don't. This is very kind, Luis. Okay. Thanks, for, Luis. This is actually this is a good segue, real quick. Buena Forchetta. I used to live right Howard. next to Buena Forchetta. It was Jim's obsessed with this place. Luis. I love it there. He all he talks about is this. It's like Aaron and Buena Forchetta. It's all he cares about in the Niners. Forchetta, Forchetta. He doesn't even whatever. care about the Warriors as much as this place. The who? Um <laughs> by the way, I I didn't yeah. know that game was live. Because I was over at um, Novo Brazil. Speaking of, I drove far. I went all the way to Chula on Saturday. I didn't call you. 
<laughs> but, what game um, are you watching? The Warriors. The Warriors. So the Warriors game was on. They're like, like 50 no points. They lost. I'm like, there's no way this game is live. And the Warriors were dominating the Clippers. It was almost embarrassing. Yeah. In the first, I'm like, I felt bad for the Clippers. I'm like, they're so old and tired and bad. And then all of a sudden, they like the Warriors. The they're so old and tired and bad. I know. But then I left. It was like a nine point. The Warriors had stretched it back to nine or ten with like ten minutes left. I'm like this game's over. And I was wrong. Clippers won. But hold on. To Luis's point, Buena Forchetta is a good place in South Park. Can I just tell the story I've told a hundred times, which is I went there. I went to the one in like North County, wherever it is, Encinitas or Lucadia. And Jim's like, get the margarita. I'm like, okay, I'll get the margarita. So I get there and I'm like, can I have a margarita? They're like, we're an Italian restaurant. We don't sell margaritas. I'm like, I text Jim. I'm like, you told me to get the margarita. And you're like, margarita pizza, you moron. I'm like, my bad. (laughs) Only John Schaefer. Would would go to an Italian restaurant and ask for a margarita. I wasn't. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Now I, 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 I when I went to the uh, Buena Forchetta at Liberty Station, one of the first times I went there, I did ask for like a Moscow Mule. I think like I <laughs> or no, I asked if they had like a full bar. Could I get like a Moscow Mule? Like oh, we only serve wine, wine and it's beer, like wine, right? Yeah, yeah, and like soft drinks and stuff. Dude, it was. <laughs> It was embarrassing, but that place is spectacular. Forgetta. I don't know if I've ever been to the South Park one. When a Forgetta, I think that's the original. Is it? It's really good. Forgetta. Yeah. Forgetta. I wish they would crisp up their calamari a little bit more, but I think it's like sure the, they will like, if you like ask. I think it's like the, the traditional way to do it. Anyway, whatever. It's still amazing. Just gonna, really good. Just food. Call them out like that. I just. I, sorry <laughs> all right louise thank you all right guys please subscribe you're on content for padres fans smash the like Forget button for about us. it <laughs> follow us on twitter at john schaefer at jim russell sd if you're here on replay thank you for the super thanks we greatly do appreciate your support of the channel support our partners mark nimitz at farmers insurance our title sponsor if you have an insurance need mark is your guy he will save you money and time great insurance agent get in contact with him san diegan Lifelong Padres fan, Captain Coke. Click the link in the description down below. Aura, O-R-A dot organic. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diego and Captain Coke. So if you're looking to get healthier, O-R-A dot organic. Click the link in the description down below. Plant-based nutritional supplements and underdogfancy.com. Not San Diego-based, Captain Coke, but still a great place to play fantasy sports. Use promo code PADSRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. If news breaks... We'll join you for a wrap-up show. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. on San Diego Sports 760. Jim, bye. Go Niners. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.